Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is October 8th, 2015, here in South Perry of Spokane, Washington. Today we will be exploring a 10 list for enjoyable mentor experience. The most recent show on September 11th is essentially this show's antithesis or the opposite end of the continuum. That's one of the big things we talk about here at 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility is continuums, how life essentially operates in negatives and positives, light and dark. Um, It's a part of nature. And (laughs) synchronistically, my life has handed me many continuums lately where in the past it would take months, sometimes years, to see the Frankenstein walk of the continuum and have a grasp of the negative and positive side, the neutral points, and get a full bird's eye view of whatever concept it is I'm exploring. Lately, that has changed. (laughs) Uh, Life has been moving rapidly. I feel it is in part due to the last radio show where I addressed some of the complications I was experiencing and vocalized my desire to jump into the rapids, even though the bridges that I attempted to walk across failed me, I was not going to give up. I chose and continue to choose to persevere regardless of the complications which present themselves. And for having that mentality, I feel I was rewarded with the antithesis of my experience. The initial communication radio show talks about a negative mentoring experience, lacking pink zone interaction, and essentially all of the components I enjoy about mentoring. (laughs) So this show is the happy one. (laughs) Yay. (sighs) This is the episode where hope is restored. And I hope this gives motivation to people out there to be a part of the Mentor Hamburger. And that's our listener challenge, is to be the top part. The be an enjoyable mentor to someone. Well, hopefully these mm, components of the 10 list will be beneficial in exploring what it means to be a beneficial mentor. I'd like everyone listening to this to think of that. What does it mean to be a positive mentor? And how can I, as an individual, contribute to the mentor hamburger? That's what it's about. And it feels fantastic to give and receive from the soul. I feel the components that we'll go over today can be used as guidelines on how to communicate with someone from the soul. All right, here we go. 
Number one, retreat setting. Minimal contact with the outside world. A deeper connection becomes possible when people offer each other undivided attention. Airplane mode the phone, keep TV off, and remain in the pink zone. Time and energy is required to shift from pink to yellow, then back to pink. Remain plugged into others' consciousness for as long as possible. So number one, retreat setting. Offer undivided attention for as long a burst as possible. Number two, 3H2 validation. First person to ingest, then apply 3H2 concepts within an organic conversation. When this moment occurred, I unexpectedly felt validated. Prior, I was unsure as to when, why, or how I would feel worthy enough to express my life's work. Through another person's compassion, my confusion was calmed. In that moment, I became the woman I longed to be. Number two, 3H2 validation. This particular mentoring experience offered me the validation I didn't know how I would receive. This is another synchronistic component that I've learned recently is when I trust in other people who speak from the soul, amazing shifts of consciousness occur. One of them was validation. That was a big, big monkey on my back. I, uh, I didn't feel validated. I didn't feel as though anyone could understand what I'm teaching. <laughs> so how can I feel validated if I lack communication teaching communication? It was a, a terrible place to be. So now, Mustachio and I, oh, we take a deep breath as 3H2 has been validated in the way we desire. Number three, above average intelligence. The mentor beat me at my own game by creating a superior 10 list. His triumph displayed an understanding of the rules of the game. Another first for me. With a lens of intuition, he shared profound cultural items. Number one, The Humbling River by Pucifer. Number two, Forgive by Trevor Hall. Number three, Russell Brand, Awakened Man. Number four, Burning Cedar. Number five, Inspired a Retreat Weekend at Ananda College for Higher Consciousness. So number three, Above Average Intelligence. Interacting with people who have above average intelligence is very calming for me. I feel as though I can lower my filters, I can be a bit more me when I feel someone is monitoring me, watching me, recognizing if I'm comfortable, if I understand something. I think that's a big part of intelligence is awareness. And taking that a step farther, introducing cultural items of relevance. I think that's a huge part of intelligence is finding a way to communicate. Not everyone communicates through words or books or podcasts or songs or videos. Everyone kind of has their own little pizzazz and uh, favorite way to ingest information. Believe intelligent people gauge this. So this mentor gauged relevant cultural items. Number four, primitive lens on life. Assesses situations logically like an animal, in contrast to a domesticated house human. Able to connect with nature through intuitive, compassionate actions and reactions. Taught survival skills. 
Confidence within an ability to survive on my own has increased. Mentor displayed a creation of fire with common items, ate fruit from wild plants, and appeared to be home among the trees. So number four, primitive lens on life. I am in tune with my animal side, my biology. I feel like an animal. Being around people who also have that kind of foot in the primitive biological world is comforting for me because I feel that's something to be considered. When running the algorithms, throw in a couple variables of primitive biological drives, motivations, and needs. Number five, represented antithesis of prior thought. Destroyed knowing... <laughs> Destroyed known paradigms. Preconceived notions were profoundly shown false through aha moments on the regular. In the past, I have experienced primarily negative stimuli from others. A singular person represented the positive end of these countless continuums left open. Hope became restored as clarity within optimized parameters presented itself. Cynicism dissipated once trust was issued to another person wholeheartedly. That's number five, represented antithesis of prior thought. I would speculate most people have had someone like this in their lives. Someone who just strolls in and flips everything upside down and then just walks away. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I have people like this in my life. Every couple of years, I would say, someone comes into my life and just turns everything upside down. And this was another one of those moments where a mentor represented antithesis of prior thought. A singular person represented the positive end of countless continuums left open. And I think that's a part of subconscious processing is processing open-ended continuums where a person has experienced primarily negative or positive stimuli without experiencing the entire gamut of emotions, I think that uses up some extra RAM, some extra memory to have speculative neuronal connections as opposed to experiential neuronal connections. With this interaction, I gained experiential neuronal connections, completing many continuums. Number six, tell me more mentality. Comfort within approaching the unknown. Trust within communication. A desire to learn supersedes fear. The true essence of a mastermind symposium of infinite possibility was felt for the first time. This experience opened a door in the mind as a potential for similar encounters now feels possible and likely. So number six, tell me more mentality. Another parameter that's comfortable for me is someone who's comfortable enough with themselves to say, tell me more. This was huge that I've learned recently. It has more to do with the person I'm speaking with than with me when it comes to the tell me more versus no, it's not complications I face. This experience opened a door in the mind as a potential for similar encounters now feels possible and likely. So all y'all uh, tell me morers out there, <laughs> shoot me an email <laughs> or send a carrier pigeon. That'd be kind of cool too. <laughs> Smoke signal, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Number seven, compassionate instruction. Soulfully cared when relaying information. Attention given to ingestion of concepts in real time. 
the mentor tapped into an ability to read body language, physical and facial cues as a means to calibrate appropriate language for optimized learning. Words were calculated carefully, which produced profound paradigm shifting conversations. So number seven, compassionate instruction. This is another one where I think most people have had those handful of people who are compassionate instructors who give undivided attention and slow down the mind to fully understand another person's pink zone and get in that shared pink zone. Big part of that is compassion. Prior to this encounter, I did not know compassion was a big variable in the pink zone. I am going to go back and go through my notes. I've been tracking the evolution of the pink zone Compassion, I don't think, was anywhere even on my radar. (laughs) This is another paradigm shift for me, another big piece of the puzzle that I didn't even know was missing. Those are my favorite puzzle pieces, the ones that I didn't even see. Number eight, adventure meetings. Culture is moving towards a primitive approach with regard to meetings. Many entrepreneurs schedule outdoor meetings which combine exercise with cognition, walk and talk. When the mind and body are in sync, increased states of consciousness are available. Fresh air, body movement, and sunshine contribute to an increased ability to tap into some conscious thought. Venture meetings. I have been hearing through the entrepreneur and kind of cutting edge business folk about adventure meetings where people want to go outside. Why sit in an office all day when the human body evolutionarily is not used to that? Technology is advancing faster than human biology. And I think this is an important variable to consider. Adventure meetings consider this. I think it's great to get exercise and to use cognition. So walk and talk, use the body, use the mind, sync them up and have a blast. (laughs) Number nine, alpha warrior gladiator Jedi. First mentor who meets standards for this rare set of distinguishing variables when defined as the following. Alpha equals doer, assists lesser beings when in need gives attention to environmental stimuli through a primitive lens. Warrior equals survivor. Views mental and physical combat as a necessary part of life. Thoughts focus on learning from challenges as past battles have presented victorious conditions through diligent behavior. Gladiator equals champion. Possesses physical abnormalities due to repetitive action, whereas the body adapts, increasing performance beyond normal human abilities. This earned advantage over others tends to humble the gladiator as reflection upon past efforts sets in. Jedi equals intuition. Deep inner connection with self and consciousness. Understanding of and ability to communicate in the pink zone. Guided by intuition through compassion and nature. Alpha warrior gladiator Jedi. In exploring this, I have met a few uh, Alpha Warrior Gladiator Jedis and been mentored. One in particular was a uh, semi-pro bodybuilder who did a similar thing to what this experience offered me. Some powerful, wonderful human gave me a chance. (laughs) Didn't 
look at my blue and purple hair or thick frame or goofy language. None of that. Uh, looked at me for me. Viewed me for my soul. It's uh, life-changing to have the faith of another human in the capacity that I give. Usually it's, it's me. I'm, I'm the giver of the soul and the, and the saving and the, all those things. And then when somebody flips the script and then just shakes up my world and offers me mental states of consciousness, which I had forgotten about or was unaware of, it's amazing. <laughs> it's nice to be on the other end. <laughs> so with that, I do thank all of the mentors that have helped me and turned me into the woman I am today. I am essentially a Frankenstein of all the experiences that I've had. Each person from somebody who waves hi to me when I jog, all the way to the gladiator mentors who completely redefine what I think humans are possible of, and everything in between. We as humans are a combination of our experiences with other humans. Being kind, showing compassion, vulnerability, and a tell me more mentality will help shift our culture in a positive direction. I feel it, it's a moving and a shaking. Under the ground, the earth is quaking. <laughs> we are moving towards <sighs> um, soulful living. That's what we as a culture are moving towards. And may all of us find the inner gladiator that we all have. I, I do feel, and, and Mustachio's over there saying that's an absolute, but eh, eh, I do think there's a little bit of gladiator in all of us. And number 10, play catch requires certain level of shared attention to be successful. Hands-free of electronic devices increases likelihood of a pink zone interaction. Participants can gauge a mental connection through a physical object. Consecutive completed passes warm a bond between two humans. And play catch, this is a big one for me. I had forgot how much I'd love toss around the old pig skin. I have a little junior 49er football. It's perfect. The full-size ones are a little big for my hands, so it's great in completing passes and uh, calculating for accuracy, connecting with another person. The parts of my brain that are activated when I play catch are extremely pleasurable. <laughs> and especially playing catch with someone who gives a shit. That is huge. Uh, and I think it may be because I'm, I'm pretty good at tossing around a ball and maybe people are intimidated by that or something, but I've played catch with, you know, well, athletes and all this stuff and I was a lot better than them. When I say better, my accuracy and precision was more finely tuned. I think that was in part because they were half somewhere else, half thinking about oh, I could be watching football instead of out here in the cold or whatever it may be. I do encourage folks, play catch with whoever it is. If it's a, a friend, a family member, a business associate, a neighbor, a stranger, bring a ball down to the park. See what happens. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you see a woman sitting on the grass next to a football by herself, just... 
come up and say hi. <laughs> All right, that is uh, today's show. The 10 list enjoyable mentor experience. I feel rejuvenated. I feel as though a second wind will swoop me up and guide me through the next challenges until I'll be able to rest for a little while. Once the Pish Posh Words book is complete with a projected date of Halloween, uh, that will be pretty cool. And we are planning on having some sort of a donate button or something. I don't know. I am a tech tard. I know nothing about technology. Um, Mustachio and I, our financial situation has changed. Many variables have changed that we did not calculate for. And being super calculators, we, uh, we need to be diligent here in the next couple months. We were thrown our Hail Mary. And if there's anyone out there who wants to catch it, and can um, help support us as we figure out what we're doing. <laughs> help us buy a little bit more time. Uh, that'd be fantastic. There will <laughs> soon be some sort of donating function available in the intro web. All right, Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. October 7th, 2015, here in the lovely Perry District. This will be our first full show here in the new home. Mustachio and I are very excited. Both of us have a new sense of calm that prior was non-existent. Something I feel explains the transition that uh, Mustachio and I have gone through recently can be explained through the Linkin Park song, Somewhere I Belong. That song, it, <laughs> synchronistically, prior to recording, we like to jam out <laughs> a little bit. Linkin Park happened to come up and the song Somewhere I Belong played. And I listened to the words. I hadn't heard the song in a long time and they felt accurate, precise concise and digestible, the components that we speak of with 3H2, something that explains a emotion, a life cycle, some sort of human concept in a concise and profound manner. So somewhere I belong. That song, uh, it talks about, I want to heal, I want to feel. I recently healed and uh, a new sense of feeling was available that I had completely forgot about. It was strange. I dug so deep down the rabbit hole within my own work, isolating myself, just, I was, uh, I was deep. Now I'm out. It feels good. <laughs> so good. What is good? We don't talk about good and bad and right and wrong, but I feel healed. That's what I mean by good a profound sense of 
sensory awareness is now available to me because of that healing. Because the, sub- the subconscious mind is no longer focused on past complications and regrets. The uh, pish-posh words that we speak about, lonely, love, <laughs> boredom, these concepts are emotionally draining. I feel healing erases them. Uh, it's like a whiteboard. You know, writing all those uh, less than desirable emotions and then just wiping them away. That's how I visualize healing, is uh, just wiping it away. And for me, I'm pretty lucky. It is similar, it is, I'll be a little less vague. Um, the, the process is similar to the whiteboard, where for me, once I wipe something away, I'm pretty good about leaving it and uh, laying it to rest. And I think that's because I give these less than desirable emotions my full undivided attention. I reflect, I reflect, <laughs> well, I reflect in general, and then I also reflection right. And when possible, I speak to a third party to gain a uh, deeper understanding of the, um, the complication. So to get that pink zone, tangibility towards a problem, I think will remedy the uh, issue rising back. Many folks, uh, it's like a permanent marker on the whiteboard. It takes a lot of scrubbing and uh, others, sometimes they're scratches. So a different approach is needed. And uh, handle each emotion as a isolated emotion and a unique algorithm, which requires a unique set of variables. So that's with the healing. <laughs> and um, I, I've been crying a lot. I think that's a part of this whole feeling thing. I, I didn't let myself feel for a long time. And, um, and now I'm a bit of an emotional disaster, but I think it's healthy. I'm glad to be an emotional disaster. <laughs> And what really helped me was that song, Somewhere I Belong. Oddly, right before we uh, fired up the engines for the show. And it felt good to hear that other people feel the same. And the underlying concept that I gathered from the song is in order to feel deep emotions, deep happiness, and put, put on those rose-colored glasses, first, certain healing needs to take place. And I also feel certain levels of nutrition, so fuel for the body, uh, sleep, rest for the body, and exercise, exertion of that energy. Once those, the triangle of health, exercise, nutrition, and sleep, and then just slap healing right there in the middle of that triangle. I encourage people, it's a little silly, but meh, who cares? Draw it, draw a triangle, top, uh, sleep. And then the bottom, or wherever, yeah, I'm not gonna, mustachios, like, geez, micromanaging. <sighs> All right, let's move along. Uh, yeah, so triangle, plop them down, have a blast. <laughs> In the song, the, uh, I believe it's the third chorus, that's the one that really struck me, where he talks about the pain was caused by himself. He's holding himself accountable for his emotions. And I think that's a essential stage 
right before healing. Accountability is huge. It's huge, huge, huge. It's, uh, it's so big I can't even tackle it right now. <laughs> I'm shelving that one. I, oh, I was tackling accountability and I failed miserably. I learned the failure end of the continuum uh, in terms of accountability. And I stayed there for a while. Now I have experienced the antithesis of failure, which is success and validation. Holy shit, feels so much better. We're all gonna get there. That's, that's the goal of the 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility, is moving from the failure side of continuums to the success side of continuums. It's a part of life. As humans, all gonna go there. We're gonna experience the light and the darkness. I've ran the algorithms, it's necessary. <laughs> That's what we wanna do, is be a reminder of the continuum. For me, that's how my brain works. I believe I'm wired similar to Temple Grandin. She is my hero. <laughs> I, I admire her deeply and encourage folks to look into her work as she is an educator, a humanitarian, a well-rounded, fantastic human being. Yes, Temple Grandin. Okay, we want more of the Temple Grandin side rather than the, uh, we're not even gonna name names, but well, me, I'm gonna put me over there. I was in the failure side. <sighs> okay, so with that, today's 10 list is a 10 list for enjoyable mentor experience. Back at the last place in uh, Hilliard, on the whiteboard sat a 10 list for ideal mentors. And it sat on there for about, I'd say three months. At the time, I didn't understand why. I was unable to ingest. Why am I unable to pull the trigger on doing a mentor radio show? What, uh, something was blocking me. And in hindsight, I felt fraudulent. I felt, how can I talk about what a positive mentoring experience is if I've never had one? <laughs> wired a bit differently where I, I don't really think I have the whole fake it till you make it mentality. I think something is or is not. I did not know firsthand what a mind-blowing mentoring experience was. Oftentimes I can hold someone's attention for about three minutes. <laughs> Anything beyond three minutes and whatever human I'm speaking with a butterfly goes by and bam, there goes their attention. So it's, it, um, I felt like a fraud. How could I say that I'm a, a great mentor when I isolated myself? I was nowhere in the mentor hamburger. Uh, each person I reached out to failed me um, miserably, just completely shunned me. I felt like the old hag. There's a story of the old hag knocks on people's doors. It's a storm outside saying, hey, may I have shelter? May I have food and water? And first person turns her away. No, it's an old, old hag. Get out of here. You, you're nothing. And um, second person knocks on the door. Same thing. Ninth door. Knocks on the door and the old hag is welcomed in. The human behind that door speaks from the soul. 
saw that person as a person, as another soul, as a part of the universal consciousness, the energy that connects all organic life on earth. That ninth person recognized it and is a soulful human. The prior are ego-driven, everyday schmoes, people who watch cat videos all day long and walk by garbage that's on the ground and it's, ugh. but that's okay. <laughs> There's that ninth person. And I was fortunate enough to meet the ninth person, to be weathered from the storm, to be the old hag and need shelter from the storm. And someone let me in. So, uh, and that's what I needed. I, uh, I'm with the old hag. I'm not real crazy about that saying. More like a gypsy woman. You know, I think that's a bit more relatable. Gypsy woman. <laughs> wandering traveler. In my travels, I have had strangers welcome me in. In the past on road trips, I had a rule of thumb of no hotels and no plans, just open road. I would go out and get some whiskey and some food, mingle with the, the local folk, and um, I would be honest about my situation. They would say, where are you staying? And I'd say, my car. And uh, Sometimes people would say, oh, okay, and I would prefer that. It's, it's strange. Each situation was perfect. The ones that it wasn't right for me to couch surf and um, be vulnerable, that's really what I think it boils down to is vulnerability. Will I be vulnerable for the, to this and with this person? And I think intuition, especially out on the road, guides with that. And there were a couple times where... I was traveling in winter and it was 30 degrees or so, maybe less. I don't know. I remember it's frost would develop on the windshields. And uh, <laughs> one night I had to start up the car and driving around a little bit to, to warm it up. I would rather do that. I would rather freeze my ass off sleeping in my car than be on someone's couch in an unwelcomed home. And that goes back to the old hag, back to the gypsy woman. I think people are intimidated by the vulnerability. There's something to be said about the person who opens the door. All right, so here we go. Uh, holy shit, Mustachio, here we are. We are uh, successful. As we'll go through the list, we received validation. That was the big thing I think I was looking for. I explored that in the, the 10 list. Questions and comments spoke about validation. I learned what type of validation I was seeking. That was a, a big part of all this. Okay. <laughs> Oi, so here we go. Uh, let's go, we are going to say the list, then explain each component of the list, and then say the list again. And I do encourage other podcasters, educators, people reflection writing. Uh, over time, I've found this whole 10 list thing to be exponentially beneficial in terms of critical thinking. And I do use the word exponentially. Uh, oftentimes, I notice for me, like one, two, three thoughts would come up, maybe four, five, uh, but rarely 10. And I think to really push the limits to go as far as to say, here are 10 things related to this item allows the neuronal connections to, to bloom. Ah, 
Yes, mustachio has a great point. Uh, similar to a yoga pose. It's a stretch beyond normal thinking, beyond uh, everyday life. As with yoga and mind exercises, the more stretching and use there is, the stronger and more elastic things become. So I do encourage folks, 10 list, enjoyable uh, mentor experience. Um, <laughs> and I hope everyone has a enjoyable mentor experience. Okay, so Mustachio has our listener challenge for today. And that listener challenge is to be an enjoyable mentor. Do that for someone. Be that top bun uh, in the mentor hamburger. Open the door to the gypsy traveler. Allow a stranger to sleep on the couch and speak from the soul. That's, uh, that's the listener challenge. Uh, speak from the soul and be an enjoyable mentor. All right, here we go. Number one, retreat setting. Number two, constant pink zone connection. Number three, above average intelligence. Number four, primitive lens on life. Number five, represents antithesis of prior thought. Number six, tell me more mentality. Number seven, compassion with instruction. Number eight, adventure meetings. Number nine, alpha warrior gladiator Jedi. Holy shit. <laughs> Number 10, played catch. All right, so that is the 10 list enjoyable mentor experience. Let's go ahead and dive into each of these. So number one, retreat setting. Minimal contact with outside world. Deeper connection, the longer two people remain correlated. Imagine a plug and one outlet. Time equals charge. Unplug equals disconnect. Requires time and energy to, rebound, to rebuild connections after yellow zone interference. Okay, so what is it? That's a bit... Uh... <laughs> It could use a little working, but you know, these are rough notes. I just needed to get this done. This one has been on the whiteboard for a couple days and uh, we need to move forward. All right, retreat setting. The main idea I would say that goes with this is the whole yellow zone to pink zone jumping. Earlier, how I spoke about the longest time I can hold a conversation, like a, a locked in conversation with someone is three minutes. Once that three minutes is up, it's similar to unplugging a plug and then a bunch of charges, just the action of unplugging it, charges lost. So not necessarily how a device or devices we commonly use are. So time equals charge and then unplug equals disconnect. So the longer two people are in the pink zone together, the bigger the charge, the deeper the layers of consciousness, the, um, the increased sensory experience. All of those are heightened when there is pink zone interaction. And I do believe top tier people experience this with high performers where there's no bullshitting. It's not, oh, hey, how are you doing today? And all that crap. It's all right, what's the objective? How can we get to the objective? Who's doing what? Let's go. That's pink zone. That's people getting shit done. And that, I think, is what a retreat setting does. Provides that pink zone amplifier where there's no TV and uh, 
uh, phone going and, you know, like uh, office settings where there's people all over hustling and bustling about. Retreat settings increase the ability to reach the pink zone. So I do encourage folks to create retreat settings and it, it, it can be done at a high elevation lake out in the middle of nowhere or it can be done in one's own home. Put the phone on airplane mode, kind of, you know, tone down the electronics and, uh, and just be, lay in the grass, uh, water the yard and talk. <laughs> okay, uh, minimal contact with outside world. This is an, a common phenomenon. So we talk about how high performers do this. Uh, also, I've heard of bands when they're working on an album, uh, they will go to an isolated location, cut everything off so that deep focus can be had. So that's really what it's about. It's about being respectful to the other person. It's saying, I am physically here, I am also mentally here. So I associate that with a retreat setting, a retreat from everyday life. Number two, constant pink zone connection. We're beginning to jump into that. A deeper layer is this is where the validation came in, where the mentor used the vocabulary of 3H2, uh, pink zone, and um, ran the algorithms. Uh, <laughs> things displayed to me, he had ingested the information. That's what I was searching for. The people I've spoke with in the past would say things like, it was interesting, it was good, it was something like that, where the information is so vague, it's useless. I, I don't even know what that means, it's interesting. <sighs> With the retreat setting and the constant pink zone connection, there is an ability to go beyond surface issues. I will remember that moment. <laughs> The moment I first heard somebody use uh, 3H2 vocabulary, when I, I felt validated. I can say that now. I feel validated because someone was able to ingest the information. Now, it doesn't mean that the person agrees or disagrees or any of that stuff. It simply lets me know there is ingestion and that's what I wanted. Perhaps that's a bit more what number two is about. That constant pink zone connection created validation for me. Uh, somebody else came to my world and that's what I had been waiting for. That's what I believe a mentor does. A mentor goes to somebody else's world. The most recent radio show from September 11th, that one talked about the antithesis of this experience in terms of mentoring, where the person didn't go to my pink zone at all. I don't think he asked any questions about what I did or my theories or none of that. He just talked about himself the whole time. So <sighs> that's not mentoring. <laughs> mentoring is going to someone else's pink zone. It's to remove the filters, to let down one's guard and say, all right, what, what world you got going on over here? Let me check it out. And it's, scary sometimes, but there's benefits, there's rewards. Being vulnerable is where healing begins for all parties involved. All right, so that's number two. Yeah, constant pink zone connection, 
and felt validation. I may reword that. But in essence, I had the first person to adjust 3H2 concepts. <laughs> Woo! All right. <sighs> that does feel good. It's weird. I, um, I didn't think it would mean as much as it does. I think that's the, because of the buildup. It's been two years. Two years I've been rewording and explaining and ah, ay ay ay. All right. So the mentor had above average intelligence, ability to be in the moment on an individual basis, read my interests and shared relevant cultural items. This is huge for me. The above average intelligence and then also how it relates to reading my interests and shared relevant cultural items. It's similar to a child. It seems like adults don't want to force their likes and interests on the kids. It's like, oh, what does a kid like to do? They, okay, let's go do that. That's what I think mentoring is. It's what does the person like to do? Okay, let's go do that. That uh, sort of meta. And oh, one of my pet peeves is I'll tell someone, you know, yeah, I don't, Facebook or tweet or I'm not into social media. I don't go on YouTube. I'm, I'm just, that's not a part of my wheelhouse at this time. And they'll go, oh, let me show you this. And I shit you not, putting this mentoring experience aside, the most recent time that happened, it was a cat video, like a four minute cat video. I could not believe that people are spending four minutes of their time on things like that. <laughs> I'm just like, And I used to be one of them, so I'm not going to... I mean, I can believe it because I was one of them. I would go on Reddit till 3 in the morning and have this screen in my face. And, oh, that was terrible. I have compassion for all y'all who are stuck in that shit swamp. Uh, I hope a mentor will come and assist with the removal of the body from the shitstorm. <laughs> as, as I received, I did receive that. Um, so what struck me was with this particular experience, it was the antithesis, as we will go into down the line, of what I was used to. I'm used to people showing me pictures I don't really care about, cat videos. I, I would say 29 out of 30 times somebody shows me something on their phone, I would have rather not. <laughs> It's kind of gotten to the point where I'm a little bit rude, where someone's like, oh, let me show you this. I'm like, no, that's okay. I'm, I, because it, it's a disruption of, you know, my consciousness. I don't want to be a part of all that. Okay. But with this experience, being around someone with above average intelligence, and instead of saying, oh, hey, I think this thing is neat. It's more of, I think you would think this thing is neat. So there's an extra variable in the algorithm, in the equation. The extra component is giving a shit about the other person and what that other person is needing or wanting at the time. Those 29 out of 30 times, it's the person wanting to show, oh, look how great this is because they like it. It's, um, it's strange, but it makes a difference. And I have noticed that intelligent people have that eye. 
and understand forcing something on someone that they don't want, everybody loses. Offering something that someone may desire, everybody wins. So I am going to give, let's see what we got, five here? Okay. Uh, five of the many cultural little snippets that the mentor offered me. Number one, The Humbling River by Pusifer. This song changed me. It was exactly what I needed at the time. Similar to how I was talking about Somewhere I Belong by Linkin Park was at a great time right before jumping on the air today. The Humbling River came at a time when I didn't understand what my problem was. I didn't know. Um, I felt lost within my own thoughts. A YouTube video, I do think the graphics have something to do with it. I do encourage folks to jump on ye old YouTube, type in the coordinates, Humbling River, Pucifer, and it's the one, it's like a, um, a foresty backdrop with cursive writing and then a light. That's the one. <laughs> and I encourage folks, just be alone, give it some time, watch the video. For me, I, I cried. Uh, it was what I was looking for. It had the solution. It talks about how the hands of many join as one. And that's the way to conquer darkness, is with many hands. And at the time, I was isolated. I was doing the just coming out of the just coming out. I was just coming out of sensory deprivation for like eight months. <laughs> oh, like, the, like a groundhog. I just, I kept seeing my shadow, I guess. Or, ooh. Hmm. Okay. Um, one of the main concepts was the reason why sometimes a challenge is a challenge is because a person goes at it alone. That's what I gathered from it. And the challenges I'm facing, I need help. And I walked along the river's edge, went to a bridge, and the bridge fell. Continued on, bloody feet, tired, exhausted, chugging along, chugging along. Go to a bridge, bridge falls. Spoke about that with the shake the bridge of truth. That's what happens, is I'll shake the bridge of truth, and then it falls. And I became exhausted going about it myself. And that's when I learned that was my problem, <laughs> was I went about it alone. And I needed to uh, ask for help. Another one of the lines is, we'll need a lot more than guns and money. And that's another point I feel is shifting in the universal consciousness right now. I think we, as humanity, are recognizing it's not about guns and money. That's the approach that historically we as humans have taken. War and slavery, overpowering others with pieces of paper and it's a facade because we, the masses, outweigh the few. So why are we letting a few people dictate what goes on uh, on earth? And I think that's changing. The generations growing up now are recognizing the humbling river. The hands of many will join as one and together we'll cross the river. That's, uh, that's some shit right there. All right, and on a side note, 
Pucifer is coming to Spokane. I couldn't believe it. They'll be here in a month, uh, the end of November, and I am going to the concert. I, um, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I like to have markers of time in front of me, especially when they're positive breadcrumb trails. So this is a positive breadcrumb trail where I'm being vulnerable. I'm taking a chance. The music in general isn't quite my cup of tea, but I'd love to see the Humbling River live. And I feel it's just a part of my path. And I think other people feel those things too. I'm visualizing that the dominoes lining up and the variables that play a role in significant changes in seemingly insignificant ways. Like the whole, oh, the movie Mustachio, yeah, this uh, chimed in. Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, that movie depicts that it really well, where the child is playing with the Barbie doll up the handrail, and that produces one life for Gwyneth Paltrow, and then the mother pulls her aside, and the child doesn't play with the Barbie doll. She doesn't get in Gwyneth Paltrow's way. And then that... <laughs> changes our life. It's so weird. A, a kid playing with a Barbie doll can completely alter the uh, fate of a human. So this is my Barbie doll going to the concert. I'm just, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have fun. And if this hits the air before the concert and anyone would like to grab a beer prior, I imagine I'll be in the vicinity of the uh, the show, oh, that's right. I think it's at the convention center, the INB. I think so. I This will be my first show at the con convention center. Ah, uh, sweet. All right, see, the dominoes are already lining up. <laughs> All right, number two, we have Trevor Hall, uh, specifically the song Forgive. Trevor Hall is a musician that I had never heard of, and he sings from the soul. He has an amazing voice. The content of his songs are therapeutic. I think he is a extremely talented individual. The song Forgive, that's another one. I just started crying. <laughs> uh, so, and that's just, ah, it, it strikes me how uh, the continuum pops up. What I knew in the past was people showing me things I had zero interest in to somebody showing me something that evokes so much emotion that I cry. That's, um, oh, that's still a situation I'm processing. <laughs> All right. So Trevor Hall, Forgive. Great song. I encourage folks to listen to it and also check out his music in general. It's, uh, it's pretty chill, kind of um, just good. Uh, ooh deep breath, kind of relaxed music. Number three, Russell Brand, Awakened Man. This blew my mind. There is a video on YouTube. So again, this YouTube thing, I guess there are some pretty neat things with it. <laughs> Russell Brand, Awakened Man. It's an edited video of Russell Brand during interviews, the highlights. It's like a highlight reel of him speaking. It's profound. I identify with much of it. 
And in the past, I had thought, Russell Brand, he's a big idiot. I don't want to watch this. And I reverted back to my old mindset of, oh, I don't want to see this. It's not something I'm interested in. I trusted the mentor and I said, okay, uh, so far the stuff's been pretty good. I have enjoyed the content. I'm going to continue with this and I'm glad I did. So I do encourage folks to watch the Russell Brand Awakened Man. And number four, Burning Cedar. Burning Cedar, it uh, evoked a primitive sense, some sort of, um, hmm. Yeah, I do encourage folks, burn some cedar. Give it a shot, give it a whiff, and um, it, uh, it feels like nature. <laughs> I think that's the best way to say that. It feels like nature. <laughs> All right, number five, the creative weekend at Ananda. I went to Ananda College for a Dr. Amit Goswami's quantum activist weekend two years ago, and I haven't been to one since. And it was in part because I didn't really click with that many people. Uh, th there was a handful that I got along with, but people were still playing with their phones and being disrespectful to the speaker and just things that I wouldn't expect to see at a, a retreat. I would think everyone would be like me. <laughs> Stand at attention. <laughs> oh, but um, this recent mentor experience reminded me that there are a lot more people like me out there than I think. And it's time for me to be bold again. Go to a weekend retreat and finish the book. That's, uh, it, it, it's coming at a perfect time where I can get away from responsibilities and focus on 3H2. So it's another positive domino. <laughs> Tying into the above average intelligence, one of the um, experiences was he beat me at my own game. He created a superior 10 list on amicable resolve. We were workshopping that topic. We each developed a 10 list towards amicable resolve. So what is the best way to end a toxic relationship? How to separate from someone who used to be a benefit but is now not. And it's a, it's a tough subject with many angles and I feel his was better than mine. So when I say better, it was more um, thought out, had uh, caveats, <laughs> certain conditions where he had explained something and I thought, oh, but then there's this case. And before I would say something, because I would let him speak, he would throw it in there and then here's the caveat. It was well thought out in the sense that I could tell he anticipated different paths, similar to how we talk about vision paths in the mind, thinking of how something will go. Uh, I could see in his thinking that's what he did. He gave these components, extra attention. And it was neat. Uh, in the past, uh, so here we go, the continuum again. Not only did people not beat me at my own game, people didn't even know what game we were playing. <laughs> not only did he know what game we were playing, he beat me. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what I needed, was just an 
a good old-fashioned ass whooping <laughs> to humble me and to remind me that yes, I've surrounded myself with people who have difficulty ingesting consciousness, but there's a ton of people who have ingested it beyond my abilities. With this newfound sensory experience, I'm ready to find those other people who will beat me at my own game because as uh, uh, I don't know why. Um, for some reason, I'm pleased by someone beating me at my own game. <laughs> I think because it gives me something to strive for. Yeah. All right. The fourth is primitive lens on life. Made fire assesses situations logically like an animal rather than domesticated house human. Able to connect with nature with an intuitive, compassionate approach. Primitive lens on life. These folk are my favorite. I grew up in San Jose, California, spent the first 25 years of my life in the Bay Area. I traveled, but um, only lived there. I had no idea of the wilderness, <laughs> wilderness living and primitive lives and life off the grid. And I was so used to the Silicon Valley, go, go, go mentality. Parts of my human self were lost. And I became a domesticated house human. Since I have been able to connect with nature, it's great to see other people who do the same, who recognize we are humans, we are animals, and there are certain animalistic desires that need to be fulfilled. And for me, it's understanding my environment. That's one of my primitive desires. I'm constantly scanning, wondering, what's that? What's this gonna do? Like a dog. Uh, we humans, we're just like big two-legged dogs. <laughs> it was refreshing to be around someone who has that primitive lens on life as well. And not only a primitive lens on life, but beyond what I'm used to. He taught me how to make fire, like survival skills. I think in a lot of ways, those are healing. And I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast a couple days ago, and there was a Navy SEAL on there. I don't understand why Tim Ferriss labels his podcast that way. He, he called it like the scariest Navy, Navy SEAL I know, and then put his name. The exposure to the name is minimal. I don't know. It'd be nice, Mr. Ferriss, if you could please just put the person's name first for searchability and ease of use. <laughs> But so that scary Navy SEAL uh, talked about being a man and some of the, the things that that means. And one of his main points was someone who can get food, water, and shelter as a, a central part of one's being. And I agree. I agree that I think there's a subconscious discomfort that us domesticated house humans feel in relying on the city for water and other people for our food. It's, um, it's a lot of trust. We're putting a lot of trust in the system and in the infrastructure and a lot more trust if there is a inability to gather 
food, shelter, and water for oneself. So I do encourage folks to slap on the old primitive lens and learn how to make fire, learn how to assess situations logically like an animal, and how to connect with nature with an intuitive, compassionate approach. Something as simple as walking down to a park can begin to ignite this. Give nature a little bit extra attention. Number five, represents antithesis of prior thought, destroyed known paradigms. Preconceived notions were profoundly shown false through aha moments on the regular. <laughs> Mustachio's laughing at that. It's like on the regular? What? That's, that's like slang. It's not old world like we normally articulate things. Well, we're getting funky here, representing the antithesis of prior thought. Everything doesn't have to be so rigid and precise and calculated. Uh, it's okay to let go. And that's one of the things I learned. And with representing the antithesis of prior thought, this is huge. This, well, <laughs> I'll probably say that about all of them, but this one is my favorite. <laughs> Representing the antithesis of prior thought. We talk about continuums, and in the past, I felt stuck in the negative end of the continuum in nearly every facet of my life. That was two months ago. Now, standing here today on October 7th, 2015, in the Perry District, I have experienced the positive end of the continuum, the antithesis of the negativity I used to feel. Ah, it's strange. And I learned too, that's how known paradigms are destroyed, is through antithesis continuum representation. So to expand a bit further, okay, so with uh, beating me at my own game, with the 10 list, that's one where it just blew my mind. Not only was it ingested, but it was a caliber above what I produce. That is a destroyed paradigm. Constant pink zone connection. Being able to hold a conversation, a meaningful, deep conversation with somebody for more than three minutes. That was a destroyed paradigm. So many things like that. All these negative things I've had thought about humans, this one mentor showed me is false. Simply through giving a shit. That's really all a mentor is. A mentor just gives a shit about somebody else for a duration of time and presents the antithesis of prior thought. Drops those aha moments. Number six, tell me more mentality. Comfort with approaching the unknown. Trust within our communications as a desire to learn supersedes fear. Okay, that, that's worded a bit strange, but... So the trust within our communications as a desire to learn supersedes fear. That is a big part of the tell me more mentality. I hadn't uh, really thought of it that way until now. <laughs> Again, with the paradigms. <laughs> it's trust. That's why people are able to say tell me more. Trust within communication as well as a desire to learn. And allowing that desire to trump fear. Because uh, it, it takes some balls to say, tell me more. Let's go deeper down this unknown subject. And that's a part of being a mentor. 
tell me more, asking the person to expand. We spoke earlier about the 10 list format, how that's similar to a yoga stretch. This is the same. The deeper people go with tell me more, the more rewarding the experience becomes. So I do encourage folks in all stages of the mentor hamburger to have that tell me more mentality. Number seven, compassion with instruction. Soulfully cared when relaying information. Attention given to listeners' ability to ingest. Mentor read facial and body cues and calibrated vocabulary as needed. Spoke with intention to teach rather than intention to hear oneself talk. Words were calculated carefully, which provided profound paradigm-shifting conversations. So uh, I view this list as like an octopus with its tendrils, how each one is interlinked. Bringing it now back to the paradigm-shifting conversations, how that intertwines with the tell-me-more mentality is compassion with instruction. Compassion with instruction boils down to soulfully relaying information. It's gauging the listener with reading body cues and adjusting vocabulary. And it's strange, some of these components may seem ever-present. They may seem obvious. So that's a, a pish-posh word, obvious. Oftentimes it's the obvious things that need the most attention. I do encourage folks to give attention to compassion with instruction, to read other people's body language. Um, read. Is the person interested in what is being said? Is it being ingested? With many things in life, this is a skill. It takes time to develop and be patient and persistent and diligent. There will be a new ability to mentor with compassion and have that uh, calculated approach to relaying information. Number eight, adventure meetings, walk and talk. Culture is moving towards a primitive approach to business. When the mind and body are in sync, increased states of consciousness are available. Fresh air, body movement, sunshine contribute to an increased connection with subconscious thought. Adventure meetings, yes. I haven't been hearing much about it recently, but I do remember about a year ago, there were three or four podcasts I listened to all within a week where the speakers talked about walking and talking. There was one woman who I believe it was her kind of principle that she didn't do sit-down meetings. She only did walking meetings. And uh, Charlie Hohen, who wrote, I believe his book is called Play, he talks about that too, where he would toss around a Frisbee with potential business people instead of sitting down and getting coffee. It improved his happiness and business communication. I feel culture is moving towards adventure meetings, moving towards people being more efficient. Uh, the system right now is terrible. People sitting down, which is against you know natural form, I think standing desks are a better option than sitting if possible. And then in unnatural light, the sun is the energy force for Earth. I think a little bit of sunshine each day is probably a good idea. So there's a multitude of benefits for adventure meetings. I encourage folks, give it a shot. Say like, hey, 
you know, let's, uh, let's go for a walk while we talk about this business thing. I think it, it decreases the tension, increasing the effectiveness, uh, as well as increasing the mind and body connection. Uh, we humans, we're, we're movers and shakers. And I think it's important to cognition to be a mover and a shaker. All right. Number nine, alpha warrior gladiator Jedi. <laughs> oh, Mustachio's over there shaking his head. <laughs> One of the main areas of study that I do is top performers, the 10%, the ones who seemingly break human abilities, like um, the who um, break the paradigms. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> they are the paradigm shifters. And those are people I study and uh, look at what are their habits, mindsets, um, all kinds of different variables. I pretty much just run the algorithms, see what pops out. I have classifications. And I think, so these words are common, uh, alpha, warrior, gladiator, Jedi. But let's go ahead and dive into what I call these and um, how I classify uh, people when I'm comparing different leaders. Like what are the leadership qualities in the mental world? What are the leadership qualities in the physical world? And uh, here are four of those. Alpha, a doer assists lesser beings when in need. And sometimes alpha is confused with something else. Uh, I think of it more in the primitive sense where an alpha is a leader stronger, like kind of looks out for the pack, looks out for one's kind. So a doer assists lesser beings when in need. That's an alpha, someone who's a doer. Uh, next is Warrior. Warrior has survived mental and physical combat with a learning lens. How I classify people as a warrior is they've experienced certain complications in life, but instead of having the victim mentality, have the warrior mentality. Learn from the battle and then bring that knowledge on to the next. For me, it's strange. Warrior is synonymous with a learning lens. It's about being strong when needed. And gladiator. <laughs> body deformities due to repetitive action, whereas the body adapts, increasing performance beyond normal human abilities. Okay, so this, this category is some shit. This is one that I've been fascinated with my entire life, is the gladiator. So some sort of body deformity due to repetitive action, whereas the body adapts, increasing performance beyond normal human abilities. So this is a step beyond warrior. Warrior is the beginning stages of gladiator, where the mind and body learn, and then the next stage is adapting, is uh, changing. And this happens with humans who have that repetitive action. There's one friend I think about from quite some time ago. He would get into fights all the time, all the time scrapping. And he had broke his right hand so many times that the bone was deformed. And 
created like a, he, he called it his Palpatine hammer. <laughs> he said all he had to do was hit someone once and then they'd go down. It was strange. It seemed as though something happened to him once his body adapted. Once he essentially became unstoppable, he no longer needed to fight it. I don't think he fought much after that. It was, uh, it's a strange, strange concept, the mind and body connection and how they work together. That's a, a gladiator. Um, and then, oh yes, and to another key point about both the warrior and gladiator, it's the, the challenges essentially create the benefit, well, yeah, it's similar to weightlifting where it takes energy to lift weights to do that. But then the benefit is a stronger body. Same kind of philosophy. Um, and then Jedi. Deep interconnection with self and consciousness. Understanding of the impact of pink zone communication. So that's a Jedi. A Jedi feels the pink zone and the yellow zone knows when someone's mind has drifted. This is more common than the average person may think. I feel every human has this ability and subconsciously this program's running. It's not an open window, not consciously seen. It's running. <laughs> Jedis understand this and use the ability. See, I want to say and help others. But then we gotta go to the other, there's some Jedis who don't, but uh, they may be under another classification, so we're not gonna address that at this time. We're gonna stick with the enjoyable mentor experience. <laughs> and for this definition, also using that deep interconnection to improve the environment. That's kind of a natural part of a Jedi. Once that deep consciousness connection is made, it's almost difficult to ignore things. It's kind of hard to not be compassionate and want to go to the pink zone with other people, even though it may be uncomfortable at the time or um, there may be some other reason for apprehension. Uh, Jedis dive right in. They uh, understand it's best to face a challenge rather than walk away from one. All right, so that's the, the classification Alpha Warrior Gladiator Jedi. And this is the first mentor I've had with this classification. I have been mentored by an Alpha Warrior Jedi and that mentor opened, it, it had a similar experience uh, with this one where it just destroyed everything that I, okay, <laughs> pish posh word. The, Alpha Warrior Jedi changed so much of my thinking. He offered so many thought seeds and then it's, they just, just sprouted immediately. So there's a, quite a few folks out there with these abilities and I do encourage all y'all out there who are Alpha Warrior Gladiator Jedis and any of these. The Alpha um, has that chance to become the warrior, to learn how to use one's environments for one's own benefit. And currently, I am looking for a Alpha Warrior Gladiator Jedi in the martial arts field. I'm curious 
about the cutting edge training and abilities of the top achievers here in Spokane. If uh, anyone out there is an alpha warrior, gladiator, Jedi, martial artist in the Spokane area, go ahead and shoot me an email. All right. (laughs) Next we have number 10, play catch, creates pink zone correlation, requires certain level of shared attention. There's no texting and playing ball. Participants can gauge mental connection through a physical object. Consecutive completed passes warm a bond between two humans. This one was pretty big for me. I loved ball as a kid, and I was usually the quarterback. I loved throwing. I got to play with the kids in the neighborhood, street ball, tons of fun. Very fond childhood memories of playing ball. In the last couple of years, when I've played catch with people, they didn't care. Um, there was no precision and accuracy. The balls would be short or long or dropped. It was just, it was slop. It, it was yellow zone. I don't know. And for me, that's not very much fun. I'd rather not play catch than play catch with someone who isn't paying attention. Similar with conversating. I'd rather not conversate than conversate with someone who's in their own yellow zone and not there. Playing catch is an amplifier for a pink zone connection because it does require two hands. So there's no phone in hand or other stuff going on. It's two people outside tossing around a ball. It's an oddly beautiful thing. (laughs) And especially when both people care and are working towards having that perfect pass and that great catch. And I think once that correlation between the two people is established, then maybe go on a little bit of an adventure walk, talk things out, discuss a a business deal when there's a soul connection. I think that's a big part that's missing from business and from our economy and from many people's lives, our soulful pink zone connections. And the more we as individuals encourage these types of connections, the more frequently they'll happen. Play some catch, play some ball. I am now motivated to uh, carry my football around with me again. I I did that for a little while. There was someone I remember at Washington State University. Someone said they'd play catch with me and it never worked out. It's so sad. I carried the football in my backpack for like a week. (laughs) Just waiting for someone to play with me. Whatever will be, will be. (laughs) The future is not ours to see. All right, so that is the 10 list for enjoyable mentor experience. Number one, retreat setting. Number two, validation for 3H2. We're going to switch that, I think. So yeah, that was big. Huge, huge, huge. Number three, above average intelligence. Number four, primitive lens on life. Number five, represents antithesis of prior thought. Number six, tell me more mentality. Number seven, compassion with instruction. Number eight, adventure meetings. Number nine, alpha warrior gladiator Jedi. Number 10, played catch. All right, so I encourage folks to be a part of the mentor hamburger to mentor 
someone who needs help to have an equal to workshop with and then to have a mentor above one's cognitive ability. And this particular person was above my cognitive ability, a breath of fresh air. And our listener challenge was to be an enjoyable mentor, I believe. (laughs) We shall see (laughs) on the editing floor. (laughs) But if not, yes, uh, be a mentor, have a mentor, enjoy mentoring. That's what uh, I think we as humanity as a whole will benefit from. All right, Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.